0: Hello, everybody! It is I, again, your humble stage manager for this evening, Brandon O'Brien, eager for us to begin yet another session of uh, Girl by Moonlight, Fractal Spire, our lovely Speculate special event taking place on this channel. We are still here, the strange friends are still waiting uh, eagerly to get into some shenanigans that I'm very excited to uh, lead us into for tonight's session of Speculate. Uh, Without further ado, I am going to obviously interrupt all of these lovely people who I'm sure were having a uh, brilliant, uh, thoughtful conversation that I just totally ruined because I'm a rude and thoughtless person. Hello, strange friends. I'm very excited to get into shenanigans with you all, but uh, before we get into those shenanigans, I would like it very much if you please introduce yourselves to all of the lovely people in chat by telling them who you are, what you do, and who you will be playing this evening, starting with Mike.
1: Hello, everybody. I am Michael R. Underwood. I am one of the co-hosts of Speculate, along with Brandon and Arv, our host here. I write science fiction and fantasy books, mostly action adventure with found family and inclusive casting. They're very fun. You can find those at michaelrunderwood.com. I've also started designing games. It's amazing and hard. Uh, And you can watch me stream video games at twitch.tv slash TurboTango this Friday. I am the dancing master for Valoard, our game of Court of Blades, uh, and I'm very excited for that. That's Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. He, him pronouns for me, and I am playing Vic Sainz, the guardian, who uses they, them pronouns. That's me.
0: Thank you very much. Next, Valerie.
1: Hello, hello,
2: friends! I am Valerie Valdez. I am the author of uh, Chilling Effect, Prime Deceptions, and Fault Tolerance, which is out now, if you want all of your Space Cat needs to be fulfilled. I stream as the kids are asleep, if you like watching fun video games, she-her pronouns for me, and I am playing Nina Lopez, the unlikely hero, also she-her pronouns.
0: Next, Yoi.
3: Hello, hello, Yoi Wain Lin, he-they pronouns for me. I am a game writer and also a fiction writer. Uh, It is a confusing situation with who I'm playing tonight, because usually I play someone called Vermilion Jingwei Ruth. However, Ruth is not here. Ruth's other half, alter ego half, not Ruth is here. Not Ruth is named Ruthless, because... They are a profound lack of Ruth. uh, And Ruthless, for the moment, uses she, they pronouns. So that will be exciting. We will see if Ruth comes back.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Hopefully. And hopefully in one piece as well. And last but not least, Iori.
4: Happy time zone, friends. Kusuno Iori, they, them pronouns. I write things and I fight things. Find me on Master Duel. Come fight me. I play Hey, Cat Holly, the time traveler. She, hey, her pronouns for cat, at least for now.
0: Thank you for that, and thank you for reminding all of the lovely people that they can indeed. Duel Iori at their uh, earliest di- uh, convenience, whenever you wish. <laughs> oh god. As for me, again, I am your humble stage manager this evening, Brandon O'Brien. Pronounce he, him, or they, them. Uh, I am one of the co-hosts of Speculate, alongside Michael R. Underwood, and our gracious host on this channel, Gregory A. Wilson. I am a poet, writer, and game designer from Trinidad and Tobago, and I am here to encourage all of these people to get into trouble, so uh, we're just gonna do that right away. But first... When last we met our strange friends, they had recently discovered that one of their uh one of their own is presently no longer in control of his body uh and, he's in a better place mm, a better place being the dark the dark part of his psyche where presently his avatar is taking control of his body. One of their enemies is unconscious in in that same person's apartment. And is probably psychically removed from their brain. And the person who is responsible for introducing all of them to the dream. And all of the darker parts of the dream that emerge as a result. Is also here. But is not the same person that they recognize. And is very bitter about all of it. And they were just in the middle of learning exactly how bitter... That person actually is. So, we begin, actually, uh, in the dream where last we met Vic, Ruthless, and their former colleague, uh, Euphony, who presently is standing before them both revealing a hole in their chest that is leaking dirt from somewhere. And for the benefit of the scene, there is a sound that is coming from the hole that everyone can hear but can't make much sense of. It sounds like a song is being played from that hole, but you can't really make out the words. It's very faint. And the camera emerges from the hole itself, to hover over all of you in this dream, looking at Euphony standing very angrily in front of you both, after having just delivered the most mean-spirited speech you've ever heard uh, someone utter, and you used to be Euphony's friend before this, so that's saying something. You have encountered some bitterness from this person before. Vic! How do you feel when you see this hole for the very first time?
1: Uh, I think Vic is shocked, sad, still angry at this person, surprised and, conf- and confused that this person is not the euphony that they know. And then uses all, four, all five of those feelings, clasps them together and, and says, when did that happen? And are you going to do anything about filling it back up? Or just gonna complain to us a bunch.
0: It happened here. And they look at you with more disdain than you've ever like seen Euphony look at anyone with. And you get the impression that you know exactly what they mean when they say that. That that it happened here. You get the impression that it is either an accidental or purposeful byproduct. Of the very last time that you met Euphony.
1: If you want to reconnect with the other half. And be the version of you that we worked with. Then we can work with you on that. But it sounds like you just want to run away. And I can't do that.
0: Why not?
1: Because... These people deserve more. My friends deserve more. This world is not enough and we have to do something about it. And if you don't want to be a part of we, I can't make you.
0: Euphony gestures at Ruthless while still like looking, looking you right in the eye and says, you say the world is not enough. I say the dream is too much. And you know that. You could just be free of this. This is none of our business. I am none of your business. I just came to... And they freeze for a moment. As if lost in thought.
3: At this point, Ruthless cuts in and says, I agree and looks to Vic and says they don't want to be part of our business let them not be part of our business leave them in the dream we have people to get back to
1: you know where to find us and next time maybe knock
3: Ruthless takes Vic's shoulder not Vic's hand and basically walks the two of them back out of the dream and leaves this not-Euphony-whatever behind. If they want to follow, they can follow, but as of right now, Ruthless does not give a damn.
0: Okay. You both leave the dream. Euphony just kind of sulks as you both exit. And you both re-emerge in uh Ruth's apartment
3: How's my door doing? <laughs> because you've already kicked it down, right?
0: <laughs> oh, the door's already um been replaced. Uh What? Yeah, when you when you when you get when you get back into the apartment, Dice is actually very swiftly putting away an entire mechanical screwdriver before you can notice. So when He's we get-
4: wearing, like, a button-down shirt and dress pants, and over the dress pants, he has, like, a low-slung tool belt just hanging out there.
0: Mm-hmm. So you can vaguely when- tell that the door is now, like, more solidly on its hinges than it's ever been since you rented this apartment.
4: He oiled those hinges for you. So- Nina is standing behind the couch like this.
3: <laughs> So uh, Vic, when we step back and Ruthless sees Dice there, you feel her crystal fingers dig into the soft spot just above your collarbone. And then she very deliberately lets you go.
1: (laughs) Well, that was something. Is everybody okay? No, what's going
2: on?
3: Euphony is useless and will remain useless for the time being.
1: The euphony that knocked down the door wasn't the euphony we know. It was one of the parts of that euphony. And this person doesn't want to be a dream knight, doesn't want to help. And so we just keep doing what we're doing.
2: What are we doing
1: trying to help people.
2: Oh, okay, that's cool.
3: Uh, Speaking of helping people, uh, Dice is there, so Ruthless is looking at him still and says, why are you here?
4: I called him. You couldn't possibly expect me to hold a screwdriver myself. Doors are heavy. I mean... Like, if you have access to Ruth's memories, you know that I've basically structured my entire life around never holding anything heavier than a champagne flute.
2: Those are not very heavy. are? Isn't your purse heavier than that? Shh,
4: it was a good line, Dino. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: sorry. Dice just kind of like shrugs and goes, well, I mean... You've saved my life twice, so I guess I just kind of owe you, like, a dozen and a half favors at this point. Also, you literally... Like, I've, I've kind of been here since you got me out of the dream the last time. And there's an unconscious body on your bedroom floor that you might need some assistance actually dealing with at some point. So yeah, I'm gonna be around... For the other you, not you, you. But, yeah.
3: Well, do the other me a favor. Mm-hmm. Stay the hell out of his way.
0: I
1: mean, currently, you're in his way.
0: While that conversation is happening, Dice becomes very dejected in the corner.
2: <laughs> hey, Dice, um, do you want me to tag you when I post this? I showed him the picture (laughs) of himself putting the door up.
0: He leans over and he's like, "Oh no, yeah, that's a good one, please." Okay. Also, can you just like send me that? Uh, can you like email me that photo or something too? I like it it is a good.
2: I actually hand him the phone to put in his number because I don't Ah, know it. Yeah.
0: Cool. Thanks. (laughs) It's a good photo. When did you take? Did you just? Yeah, thanks. Yeah.
3: Ruth, could I Ruthless watch, watches all of this with a very distant air of what appears to be disgust. <laughs> and uh, I think on that like slow zoom in of disgust, we could move into downtime or investigation slash downtime.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say at this point, DICE has successfully returned home. It's also, like, very late slash early, well, very late slash early the next morning at this point. Whether you want to stay in the apartment or do something else at this point. I mean, several days have passed, but still.
3: Uh, So I think all of us still have downtime actions except for Nina, right? If I remember correctly, Nina used a downtime action or two last I session? Yeah,
2: I get three, so I
0: mm-hmm. think yeah. I have
2: one more. I yeah, think, Nina, but I'm not 100% sure.
0: Nina okay. has one more, and everyone still has their two. Everyone else yes. still has their two. Nina spent a lot of time last session making sure that some of you don't immediately fall pretty clips. <laughs> <laughs> so does anyone... I, I want to open first by asking whether... Uh, Vic in particular would like to spend one of those downtime actions performing an investigation of some sort. I
1: in do want to. I do want to do some investigating. In fact, an episode or two ago, Ruth asked Vic to look into the police officer that was harassing the owners of Monsieur and Roses, mm-hmm. uh, and so Vic wants to do that. I imagine that a decent number of the kind of revolutionary group. Uh, that Vic associates with a decent amount of their resources go into cop watching in terms Mm of this. It's basically counter counter intelligence of how much about us do they know? How much are they looking for us? And so that would mean that we can build on that and I can kind of narrow it down to try to find an individual officer by description where they were operating and the date to try to get, get a sense of who is this person. And then if I do really well, what can I learn about them? And how does that relate to anything else we've learned? To do that, I am going to roll. I'd love to do express in terms of tapping connections, but I think it's more honest uh, for me to do analyze, which I have one in.
3: As a sidebar, we do know that when the police officer was harassing the owners, he didn't have a badge on. Right. So I don't know if that counts for anything as part of this role.
0: I will say, analyze would be ideal mechanically, but you can get, not less information, but a different caliber of information if you did use Express.
1: I think Vic has we've seen Vic get information by making connections, and I think here we see Vic doing more of the work themselves because it pertains directly to kind of dream night business um, and a relationship with a fellow Dream Knight. So I'm going to roll analyze, even though it may not be as good, to show some versatility, and because our investigation track is pretty good right now. Uh, And I got a five, which will add, I think, three ticks because it's one, two, three, and then they all get plus one. Mm -hmm. So that would take us um, to, I think, two full sections. We had uh, one full section and two, and that would put us to two full. And I will do that update.
0: So there is a thing that I can tell you right now, if there is information, if, if there is value in you being able to know anything about this guy at the moment.
1: Yeah, anything that you think is pertinent, I'm happy to like flash back to this information later if that's more, more appropriate. You know, like, uh, fictionally, I guess this is, Vic gains this information, and then if it's not as relevant to what's going on right now, then Vic isn't necessarily sharing it in a scene that we see. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ruth isn't back yet. Mm-hmm. So, this I don't know true. that Vic, it becomes... Vic would be excited to give that information to Ruthless.
0: Mm-hmm. It is both mechanically and narratively useful for, for us to wait to hold that beat. But I will let you know that there is information that you can already be privy to whenever you need police knowledge at some point in the future. Which, maybe soon? But yes. So, yeah. Does anyone else want to take a downtime action in this moment?
3: I think I could spend one downtime action with either Vic or Kat. Probably the both of them, because both of them know Janet slash Siobhan, um, who, for those who are tuning in, is still unconscious and comatose in Ruth's very own bedroom. But is now also inside a portable fMRI. So I'd like to spend the one downtime action not necessarily sharing an intimate moment, but dissecting the results of the fMRI for them, like basically.
4: Yeah, like with all the love in my heart, I'm not sure Ruthless is really capable of intimate moments. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. No, not really. Um, you, are, you are in you are in the particularly challenging circumstance where, while it would still be very possible for you to. Make that specific move, the consequence would always be that when when I ask you if someone else when I ask you if someone else is actually going to open up to you, the answer will always be no.
3: Yeah, but currently Ruth is still not here. Ruthless is here. Ruthless is basically going to be a weird window into like Ruth's bedside manner when he was still an ICU nurse. But basically, she's going to go through the results of the scans and be like. So your coworker is not dead. Your co-worker is probably drifting unanchored and untethered through the wastelands or the whatever of the dream. And given that the two of you know her the best, the two of you are most likely to find some kind of signpost in the dream um, to be able to seek her out the next time all of us enter as a group. Ruthless would also say in that very professional, like, nurse bedside manner that they don't recommend either Vic or Kat doing this work alone just because we don't know how far Siobhan slash Janet would have fallen into the dream. And also, Ruthless probably would have made sure that (laughs) Janet slash Siobhan fall very far into the dream. So it's just a very, like, like, almost a medical Delivery of all these facts. Be like, this is how she is right now. This is her mental state currently. This is how you'll most likely find her in the dream. And that's it.
0: I would like to ask you a question, Ruthless. Yeah? Do you know what happens when you do that to people? The thing that you did to Shavon. Do you actually know what the actual physical thing that happens to that person's psyche is?
3: Basically they go through something incredibly traumatic <laughs> um, because it's it's basically shunting somebody out of their body forcibly mm-hmm. because what Ruthless did is to Siobhan is what Ruthless does to Ruth in order to forcibly take over because Ruth has never transcended of his own accord. He's always held on to control of his own person very, very tightly. So the only way he's ever been able to let go of it is when Ruthless made him let go of it but again because the two of them are tethered to each other and also because he's one stubborn little bastard uh, he's always been able to come back so it's not entirely necessary that Siobhan might come back (laughs) or that she may be entirely mentally whole when she comes back Nina
0: how do you feel when Ruthless gives you all of this information
2: Mostly confused. Um, <laughs> uh, let's be real.
3: Also, think... if you want me to roll for... Sorry, um, roll for sharing an intimate moment if this costs, if this counts at that, I'm happy to do so.
0: It will still count as an intimate moment. I need to ask the question first. You need to ask the question before I make you roll, of course, because you would just gain XP instead of uh, getting plus one D to the roll. And you can still, as a result, gain social links. But I want to... Play of the rest of the scene first.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course.
0: Uh, so Nina, you were saying?
2: You know, I think I think Nina is still just trying to wrap her head around all of the weirdness that is currently unfolding. Honestly, there is a lot to take in, and she is very nervous about going back into the dream after what just happened, mm-hmm. especially. it's like not just what just happened like to them specifically but what happened to Siobhan and what happened to Ruthless and this is all just very like and then now knowing that Euphony is like half of a Euphony it's all very cascading right now
0: do you mention any of that aloud?
2: I don't even know that Nina would be able to verbalize any of it honestly I think again I think I think she would just be like so what are we gonna do?
4: (laughs) well Siobhan has in all fairness, in addition to just having in the past made some pretty catastrophic bartending mistakes, like, you know, With the conspiracy, the torture. Oh, oh no, I-, I was talking about uh, the, um, the tonic incident. But, you know, even the whiskey tonic mishap and the crazy nightmare torture and things. I just don't actually think that we should be mind-holing people to drift forever in the dream. But I'm pr- pretty sure that's going to cost us the moral high ground.
2: Well, yeah.
3: But-
4: and while in fairness, we have done and will continue to do many things that cost us the moral high ground. Allowing one of my coworkers to be just permanently mind hole exiled into a non corporeal realm
2: is not something I'm super comfortable with. Okay, so, but, um, so how do you. Is it like toothpaste? Can it go back in? I don't.
1: If we had something with strong emotional resonance, I think we would be able to use it like, um, like Ariadne's thread and kind of find her through the dream. Is that, that there are minotaurs?
2: Is that like when I would have to like well, get my abuela's yarn back together? When so she emotional drops resonance.
4: it. Um, she cried during the whiskey tonic instance. Does that mean I should make one? It's not your, I, no. I'm not going to drink it. I will not drink it.
2: One of you has to to Ruthless. I don't think Ruthless should be given alcohol. That sounds like a bad idea. What if, like, what, okay, Ruthless, what happens when you eat? Does it, can we see it?
3: (laughs) Ruthless ponders this and says, I have not attempted to eat since being here. I don't
4: want- Well, gosh, you've been working so hard to feed all of us. You should have something, too.
0: Are you literally saying that to Gritted Teeth the entire time?
4: (laughs) Wait, did the microphone catch the bitch at the end of it?
3: (laughs) At Cat's Gritted Teeth and Insistent Hospitality in Ruth's own home, Ruthless gives a faint chuckle and looks over to Vic and says, I don't think she likes me very much.
1: Vic stares unblinking at Ruthless. Oh, that's very surprising. You've been nothing but hospi- hospitable to us. And you've definitely respected the agency of the person you share a body with.
2: Of I think you're scary and weird. Is that bad? No. Friends back.
1: Plus, if we get Janet back, she seems to have been in a position to, gain, to have access to a lot more information about what the conspiracy is doing than Dice did. And we might be able to be a bit more proactive than we've been able to be. And then oh my Vic God, kind of, do we
2: have to punch her? We have to tie her up and punch her like on the TV show?
1: No, that's torture. Um, Good, because that
2: makes me really uncomfortable. It looks so
1: mean. It it should, it is. Um, Vic reaches into their jacket and pulls out a, um, it's like a holiday note, like you know, end of year holidays, all the teachers would like exchange notes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so Vic knows Janet as someone who puts a lot of effort into the kind of performative social ties of uh, teachers at work. And so they put the, uh, they put the note down, like wherever they're like, you know, gets a, maybe gets a a whiskey, like a glass for a whiskey drink out, puts it on, on uh, a, like a table or the kitchen counter puts the note on and says, that plus maybe one more thing, the more stronger items we have, probably the easier it'll be.
3: Can Ruthless make a mirror in the living world? Because I'm assuming from all of the actions and the things that people are saying that there is an intent to go into the dream at this moment. Mm -hmm. So my question is, are we intending... Can Ruthless make a mirror at this point?
0: Ruthless is both a creature from the dreamscape and made almost entirely of reflective material. If you just Mm -hmm. broke a part of you off, you could make a mirror at any point in time.
3: I don't like any of them enough to do that.
0: I figured. (laughs) 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 I was very curious, but yes, um...
2: Nina is staring at the, what's going on. It's like, oh, it's like an ofrenda. I get it. Okay, wait. <laughs> and then she goes and she gets a hand mirror out of Ruth's of bedroom. Pat is like gently going through
4: the little pile of things that were taken out of Siobhan's pockets before she was put into the MRI. Is there and incense? she holds up the Dior compact and goes, you didn't need to bring your own mirror. She's
2: got one. Oh, is there like a perfume that she likes? That's, you have to have a smell (coughs) thing, too. That's how, you gotta have all of that.
0: Kat, do you open the compact?
2: Yes. We want
3: to see if the
4: mirror is clean.
0: Oh, it explodes and we all die. Ah. (laughs) Several things happen all at once when you open the compact.
3: Oh, y'all die oh.
0: <laughs> they are not as intense as you have already imagined, but I'm very glad <laughs> that i have uh, uh, my my duty as a, a a game master has been attached to catastrophe taking place whenever i st- whenever i start a sentence like that um but catastrophe without cat <laughs> so one the uh the compact is not only. Just a little bit dirty, but it is also uh, cracked. There is one very long crack running diagonally straight through it. Two, when you open the compact, a small card falls out. Like, just shorter than a business card. On one side of it, it has a very crudely drawn image of the eye. Um, as if it was drawn with, like, a broken gel tip pen it's incomplete there are parts of it that instead of having instead of ink continuing the line it looks like somebody just kind of continued scraping it through the card instead but you know that that's uh the entire complete hand-drawn image of the eye on the other end are just uh, a random string of numbers and letters that you have no idea what they mean but that's a thing that you own now that's a thing that was in the thing
4: right Cat remembers learning about the stupid cards. So, she hands it to Ruthless and says, Hey, can you put this in the freezer? Oh boy. <laughs> wrap it in foil first.
0: Ruthless, um, how do you respond to being asked to put that piece of cardboard in the fridge?
4: No, it's got like an RFID tag or something in there. You have to wrap it in foil first.
3: Uh, So... To clarify the scene, we have a whiskey glass that Vic brought, we have a note that Vic brought, we have at least two mirrors, Mm -hmm. and do we have a perfume or anything for for Siobhan? No, No, we do not. I I mean,
4: Dior Face Powder has a smell.
3: Okay, then as Ruthless is going to put the card away, what she's going to say is that she'll keep an eye on the fMRI just to make sure that nothing goes wrong (laughs) while they're there. And if something does start going wrong, then she will step in to pull everybody out. But in the meantime, she doesn't think that it would be good for her to go um, in with the rest of the group, seeing as she is the one responsible and Siobhan may not uh, be entirely willing to go with the group. Seeing uh, her basic, basically her murderer with the party. So uh, Ruthless will leave them to it. And yeah, when every, as she goes out, she's going to copy the words, the numbers on the back of the card somewhere else, and then we'll wrap the card in foil and put it in the freezer. And makes a mental note to Ruth to throw it over the pier like he did with the card dice gave him.
4: Brandon? Um, Yes? Before we jump into the Dream, I think I still have both my downtime actions. Mhm. I would like to use one of the, those to investigate, and by investigate I mean I want a card from the Deck of Reveries. Okay. the Please remember that I have the ability Oracle. You can see the myriad timelines leading from past to future. When you gather info, gain plus one effect. If it relates to your fated person, also take plus one D.
0: Aha! Noted. This is gonna be wild. Um... Uh Uh-huh? What action are you taking to gather info?
4: Sorry, say that again. I was dying of asthma and didn't hear it.
0: (laughs) What action are you rolling to gather info?
4: That feels like it's probably going to have to be an analyze because guess who has no dots in perceive?
0: Because it applies to the deck of reveries, I will say that there are lots of other actions that are just as useful. If you wanted to defy, if you wanted to express, those things are also potentially valuable. Um, I actually
4: think that express might be the smartest move.
0: Does this gather information rule uh, uh, have any connection to your fated person?
4: Hmm. I mean,. You're the one who knows what information I'm going to be getting.
0: <laughs> oh ho!
4: So that's actually your call.
0: <laughs> I see. Um, I will say.
4: Brandon is just frantically rolling on the encounter table to find out what card I got.
0: <laughs> oh no! You're gonna do that just now as well. Um, I will say yes. Um, so I'll give you that plus one D. But before you roll that, I would like to ask. Uh this, the setup of that scene is so weird that it totally went over my head earlier, but I know that I need to check in with Ruthless. Um. Ruthless? Yes. In the in in the scene where you previously just clinically shared information that you are not emotionally attached to with people Mm -hmm. who do not consider you their friends. Yes. Uh, (laughs) That's still technically counted as sharing an intimate moment. Yes. So it needs to be asked somehow still, uh, do you share this moment or set boundaries? And you get to decide which other character in that scene in particular you want uh, this to count to. Um, It's the
3: other person who says, who answers
0: whether, not me. Mm -hmm. But I need you to pick, I need you to pick who that other uh, character will be.
3: Um, I think for the purposes of the narrative, either Vic or Kat would do fine because Ruthless is giving this information to them as Mm -hmm. the people who are most connected to Siobhan and therefore most likely metaphysically to bring her back. So if somebody wants to take that, then sure. But I think either one would work in this case.
0: I think narratively best is Vic, but if, if Kat wants it, I won't say no.
4: Oh no. In the interest of staying in character, Kat's opinion is that Ruthless can keep her fucking social links for herself. <laughs> Kat doesn't want him.
0: Fair. Vic, do you share this moment or set boundaries?
1: If it had been almost any other thing that Ruthless said, Vic would have set boundaries. But this was Ruthless volunteering information that may help save lives. Uh, And so I guess this is more a manifestation of keep your friends close and your rivals closer. (laughs) So go ahead and take that plus 1D.
0: Wow. Okay. You were in luck. The one condition under which you would have gotten plus 1D. So yeah. I think...
3: This is even more hilarious in this glorious concatenation of comedies because the thing I was going to use to roll for this was empathize, in which I have
0: zero points. Okay, you get to roll 1D for so empathize. No, I'm rolling 1D. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh,
3: do I remember how to roll 1D? Roll 1D. It's a four.
0: Okay, so a four, if I am not mistaken, is three links?
1: Three links, yeah.
0: I think it's three. Mm-hmm. You now have three links, but uh, I Vic, will... get to de- Vic oh, gets to uh-huh. determine how they're split. Yes. Take- um, Vic can take all of them if he wanted to. <laughs> I.
1: Mike knows that at some point Ruth will come back and mike is okay with ruth having links even uh, if vic is not excited about ruthless having links uh-huh. so let's do two for vic and one for ruth slash ruthless okay i then want to spend both of my links to remove stress oh god thank you
0: oh yes please please oh god please oh god y'all are teetering on the edge of eclipse i that... was at how many points I... of stress do you presently have
1: I, before removing stress, I am at eight of nine. At nine, I would go into eclipse. After links, I am at four of nine.
0: Yes. <sighs> nice. Uh, now that that has happened, Cat, uh, would you like to now give me your roll?
4: Yes. So let's see. I have two dots in Express. There's a plus one D for fated person.
0: Mm hmm.
4: So this sounds like 3d6 and plus this one effect makes it a what roll?
0: Your position is eh, your position is desperate.
1: Oh ho! Okay, shit.
0: <laughs> but your effect is great. Jesus! Crit, crit, crit So what
1: happens when you get a crit on already having great when you uh when you consult the deck of reveries, Brandon?
3: Good lord. The I was... entire deck just drops on Cat's head. <laughs> I'm just I was... going to
4: mark my desperate XP before I forget.
0: <laughs> so, um, good lord. So because you got plus 1D, because your gather info sought to gain information from the deck of reveries, and you got plus 1D for your fated person, I was already going to ask you to do a thing twice. Now I have to ask you to do a thing three times. i oh dear the deck of reveries is a catastrophe and i shouldn't have added it to the game but i love that it exists so i'm very excited to see this happen now i need you to give me three separate d99 rolls.
4: gotcha gotcha that is 60 29 40
0: Okay, um, so, (laughs) let me keep a visual, let me keep a visual account of what just happened in front of me. Oh, God. (laughs) Never add your own things to the game, folks.
4: Do it, do it. Homebrew mechanics are fun.
1: Take the things you love and put them into your game.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, this is gonna be this is gonna be delightful. Cool. So, what does it look like when you focus on the deck of reveries in this moment?
4: I think Cat is actually reaching into the broken compact mirror with just her fingertips, like reaching in to pull these cards out through the mirror, which shouldn't even technically work because the cards are wider than the mirror. But mm-hmm. dream logic. Yeah.
1: Is is dream logic just like uh, cartoon logic in Who Framed Roger Rabbit?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yes, dream logic gives us access to Hammer Space. So the cards that you pull out in this attempt are visually similar to a version of the cards that you've pulled out in season one. They're white backed with gold iridescent inlays in the. Inner content of the card itself, as well as the frames for the front and back of those cards. Uh, It's like very beautiful, very ornate. The only times that you've ever drawn this back are when the deck is attempting to give you either good news for you, or good news for it, regardless of how you feel about the news themselves. Um, so, sometimes this is a good sign, and sometimes it's a bad sign, and a worse sign that the cards think this is a good sign. When you pull them out, because they're bigger than the compact, they briefly turn kind of, like, rubbery, just before they, like, solidify into genuine card- cardboard form when you, when you hold them. And the first card that you pull out has this brilliant gold iridescent foil image of the inner hall of what looks like a museum. Um, This card, as you know, is the museum. It is the house card for the suit called the masks. It is the place where one stores evidence of things that have taken place. Uh, in the world. It is kind of symbolic of, simultaneously, a store of information and the control of information. It typically means you get, among other impressions that you may get, one of the impressions that other people rely on when they uh, draw the museum is that Either you are about to gain great knowledge or you are aware that somebody else is attempting to control that knowledge. And that when you gain control of that knowledge, you uh, can also control how that knowledge is disseminated for other people. What that means in context, the other two cards will yet decide. The second card that you pull out is a large tarot-shaped Polaroid of the compact that you're holding in your hand. You know that this is visually representative of a card that you've recently pulled, in fact, the Shattered Mirror. And the third card that you pull out, less that you pull it out and more that it just kind of falls out of the crack in the compact in the second card that you just pulled instead of from the compact itself, is what looks like a long and winding path. That is littered with broken blades. There is a body on there is a body lying bloody on that card. And when you look very closely at it, it feels less like you are looking at an image on a card, and more like you are actively walking ahead of the path that is in the image itself. Uh, you know that this card's name is the Doomed Path. Do you want to know, do you continue looking to see if you can identify the body in the image? Yeah Give me a one d fourteen roll
4: gonna be a four
0: a four um you squint at this you squint at the card just uh just close enough. And, in your vision, it looks as if it feels as if you are walking down this path, and as you get closer to the body, you notice that even though you can't tell whose body it is, like you can't see you, the face is face down and covered in blood the Light of the vision that you are in is somewhat dim, such that you can't really make out the shape of the face. You vaguely get the impression that it is wearing Vic's clothes. Just before that card bursts into flames in your hand.
4: I hope Ruth doesn't have a smoke detector in this room.
3: Uh, are There's... we in the fMRI room? I believe uh, Vic put the whiskey and note down in the kitchen. Uh, so there probably is a smoke detector.
0: I mean, it's an apartment in Cloud Harbor. There probably isn't a smoke detector. I'm sorry. Awesome. Cool. Got it.
4: <laughs> Cat drops the burning card on the floor and stomps it out. <laughs>
0: Um, the minute that it touches the floor, it just kind of evaporates into a puff of smoke and light. When when your foot touches the ground, there's nothing underneath it.
4: Well, that's really, really good. Because Kat had forgotten that Ruthless made them take their shoes off and did that purely on instinct. So well, you're wearing slippers now. You yeah, have slippers
3: for all of you. Nina
2: dumps a cup of water on it. <laughs> on the bare patch of yeah, floor. You, just,
0: you yes. just poured water on unattended carpet like is
3: <laughs> there
2: is no carpet in
3: Ruth's place he hates
2: carpet
0: ah, right, <laughs> is it yes,
2: supposed yes. to do that that doesn't look like it's supposed to do that what what did it do
4: i mean supposed to do is such a tricky little phrase isn't it is it these fucking things yeah yeah And Kat glares hatefully at the museum. She doesn't like the ones that are white and gold just because it's really hard to deal with the low contrast and figure out what she's actually looking at.
0: Mm -hmm. The museum is a particularly annoying one because every time that you've drawn the museum, images in the museum are visually relevant. But because of the contrast, you can't tell what they are.
4: What happened the last time I drew the museum?
0: You draw the. You drew the museum very early in the conspiracy in season one, to learn that someone who was, uh, close to you was not only close to the conspiracy at the time, but was deliberately leading you on wild goose chases to like run silly errands for them whenever your friends needed help, and you didn't realize that that was the case until. You met that person in the dream and realized, oh, every time you needed me to uh, move furniture for you while my friends were in dire straits, it was because you wanted me to specifically ensure that they would not be assisted by me? Cool. We're not friends anymore.
2: Exciting.
4: Hmm. Having information is good, but this isn't information that makes me happy. <laughs>
3: But the deck thinks it's great, which is concerning. Mm-hmm.
0: To be sure, in a wider context, it simply means there is a control of information that you can either gain or is being used against you. But you have no idea what that wider context might be just yet. While this is happening, I would like to ask, are we prepared to enter the dream through this, through this presentation now?
1: I think some people still have downtime.
0: As of this moment... Everyone still, everyone has one downtime action left, except for Ruthless. No, no, everybody has one downtime action left.
2: Do we want to do like a group, group downtime action? <laughs> everybody gets links. You get a link and you get a
0: link. Everybody suddenly divvy out their links um, so everyone can recover from the, the brink of eclipse. What I will say is perhaps we should take a very brief break. Uh, so everyone can think about what they want to do with those actions, and we can get into some of the other shenanigans that I have planned for you this evening. Thank you so very much, and we will be right back. The theme music for Speculate is Yellow Wood by Greg's band, The Road. Find out more at www.thebandtheroad.com Hi, everyone. If you've enjoyed what we've been doing here on Speculate and you've been thinking to yourself, where can I get more role-playing in my life? Can I recommend arvaneleron.com, A-R-V-A-N-E-L-E-R-O-N.com, where you can check out the Curse of Strahd podcast. This, set in the world of Ravenloft, is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition campaign, which has been running for a long time with a similar group of players, and which has been both a lot of fun, and I think you will find enjoyable. If you like it, please let us know both there and over here.